Welcome to Hey Therapist. I'm your host, Leslie Ross. With me is my producer, Jay Wesley Lindley. Let's get mental. On today's episode, we are going to be talking about body image. I've worked with a lot of people with body dysmorphic diseases and eating disorders. And one of the things that I always like to tell people is we're going to let our bodies do what our bodies do. Because a lot of times we try to change what our body is naturally trying to do. And that can make us sick. It can make us, you know, have mental health issues. It can create other health issues. So, you know, I just wanted to talk about what body image and being out there and just being genuinely you and being okay in the skin that you're in. Uh, You know, it's coming up summertime. People are going to be out and about in less and less clothing. Everyone should be able to feel comfortable in whatever they're wearing. Are, are, is someone going to judge what you're wearing? Probably. But people judge people all the time. You judge people. We all judge people. That doesn't mean we're mean-spirited. It doesn't mean that we would ever say anything nasty or hurtful. Now, there are people out there that do that. So a thick skin is important if you're going to wear what you want to wear because sometimes people are going to judge it. I think it's real important to be comfortable. A lot of people aren't raised to be comfortable with their body. They're not raised to... We have kiddos who grow up with nicknames like Chunky or, you know, Thick or, yeah, she's bigger than her sisters or he's, yeah, he's put a little weight on. He's got, and people say that a lot of times and they give these kids nicknames or they say things about them, call them things on the side and, oh, look at those chubby cheeks. Look at all these things. And if it's a baby, fine. They don't know what you're saying. They don't understand your words. But as kids get older, they're internalizing all of that. Someday it may create a body image issue for them. They may not ever want to have those chubby cheeks because they hear how they their family talks about larger people or calling people names because they live in bigger bodies or, you know, talking about people's weight all the time or talking about what they're eating all the time. And that creates a lot of issues for kids and adults when they become adult ages. We also have, you know, a lot of our our kids are in sports and, you know, become adults in sports. But, you know, a lot of the sports, they have to keep a certain body weight, you know, in, in dance, in palm, in color guard, in, you know, these dance teams at colleges and cheerleading at, especially at the college level, every day there, there's a tape put on their body. You don't get to put on weight, regardless of what's going on, regardless of if it's healthy for you to have a little more weight on you. You know, in in the dance world and in professional dance or college dance, even if you don't fit the costume, you aren't the lead. The costumes aren't made for you. You need to make the costume. So, you know, I've known dancers to have ribs removed and to have things happen to be leads, to fit in these costumes that were made for people many years ago there were very different sizes like people's bodies have gotten bigger over time like we 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 live longer and our bodies have gotten bigger and society sometimes doesn't accept that and so when we talk about body dysmorphia what that is 
by definition, is that preoccupation with perceived flaws or deficits in one's physical appearance that's either not noticeable uh, to many people or only slightly by others, or it's maybe noticed but not a big deal. So we're going to pick out that little fat roll on the back or because you have a bigger stomach or you know, because your arms do a certain weird thing when you move or you don't like your thighs, you know, then you've got kids and adults who are, you know, taping parts of their body down. Um, I don't remember what movie it was I was watching. Uh, it was an older movie, it seems, but it may not have been that old. My memory's not great. Where the girl was taping her thighs with duct tape before she put her jeans on so she would have a thigh gap. Because that was the thing that was in. That was what made you pretty and popular. Because you were that skinny and you had that thigh gap. Which, by the way, people, is unrealistic. Unless you are prepubescent, you probably don't have a thigh gap. Like, And if you do, eat something, please. Because you probably have an eating disorder. Now, some people are genetically skinny. Sure. They genetically are just thin. Most people are not. You know, most of us come from European nations which we're not small people, genetically are not small people. So it's important to understand where you come from to know what your body's going to do. There are people who are naturally bigger because that's what their genes say they're going to be because wherever they came from and wherever their ancestors came from, that's what they were. They needed to be bigger. They needed to be larger. A lot of our indigenous you know, tribes were larger people because they needed to be. They had to live in certain conditions. So it's it's a different thing to take into account when you're talking about, you know, body dysmorphia or eating disorders. Talking about our BIPOC individuals, you know, black, indigenous, and people of color, just like with most diseases, eating disorders are half as likely to be diagnosed or to receive treatment and significantly less to even be asked about. Because we have a lot of our BIPOC individuals who just culturally are larger. It's not healthy. And they probably don't need to be because of it's now more of a lifestyle thing. But doctors and things don't even ask about it. Because culturally, well, they're just bigger people. Not even going to talk to them about it. You know, we live in a highly tribal area. A lot of people in the tribe are larger people. You know, some of it is genetic and some of it is just generational because they didn't learn healthy eating habits or they're not out there doing certain things. And I'm just saying, statistically, it's just not addressed in, you know, the healthcare system for these individuals. Eating disorders are among the deadliest mental illness, second only to opioid overdose. And 26% of people with an eating disorder will attempt suicide. One of the interesting things that they have found, there's a study out there called ACEs. And most people have heard about it if you work kind of in the mental health world. A lot of individuals haven't. But it's Adverse Childhood Experience Test. And, you know, it asks questions like, before the age of 18, were you exposed to a divorce? Were you exposed to physical violence? Were you exposed to domestic violence? Were you, was someone in your family incarcerated? Have you ever been divorced? Have you? And if you answer, you know, however you answer that, if you had divorce in your family or you had domestic violence, that's a two. So if you had both of those things, that's a two. So your A score is a two. 
And so when you get higher A scores, you get higher co-occurring things, drug addiction, substance use, weight. Well, when the study was done, they actually created this study from another study that was done by Kaiser Permanente, the pharmaceutical company, because they had created this weight loss drug and all of these people were losing weight and they were doing great on it and they lost all this weight. And then they started noticing people were putting back significant weight on. And one of the scientists that were part of the study found that very interesting. So he kind of created another study and started calling people and said, hey, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? And more and more, he heard these stories. And one of the stories they talk about is a lady who had lost like a significant amount, like hundred, I believe over 100 pounds. And within like three or four months after that, she put back on almost all the weight like close to all the weight, had put it all back on. And the scientist was like, what's going on? Why? And she said, well, I lost all the weight and I was feeling good and people were noticing me and I was getting attention. And then this older guy at my work started giving me a lot of attention and he started like talking to me more and paying attention to me more. And he reminded me of a family member who had sexually assaulted me throughout childhood And I didn't want to be seen anymore. So I put the weight back on. And studies show about 30% of those who have body dysmorphic disease or eating disorders have experienced sexual abuse and use the weight to hide. They're hiding in plain sight. So it's to stay out of the limelight. It's to keep people's attention off of them. It's to keep myself safe. When we look at someone and, and we're judging them for how much weight they have on or how much weight they don't have on, You know, we need to think about their story and why, because there's probably something creating this need to either keep weight on or to take weight off. Because, you know, we joke, if you're thin, it's a joke, you know, oh, you need to eat it. You need to eat cheeseburger. You need to eat something. That honestly could be really triggering for somebody with an eating disorder. Like if they're trying to, if they're anorexic or bulimic or you know, withdrawing food from themselves, doing any of the starvation tactics, any of those things, and you say you need to eat, or you see them and you're like, oh, it looks like you've put on a little weight. They're going to take all of that back off. Like, and they may have meant to, but that can be very triggering. One of the things that is a good rule in general is to not comment on anyone's weight, period. There's no reason you need to be, unless they are saying, hey, look at me, I lost weight. And you say, okay, did you mean to? And they say, yes. Then you can say, great, keep doing what you're doing. Are you doing it healthy? Are you staying, you know, are you exercising? Are you eating right? Are we doing the things to lose weight properly? Great. Otherwise, keep it to yourself. We don't need to talk about people's body and what's going on. If you are happy with yourself and you like the way you look, then like the way you look. It's no one else's, it doesn't matter to anyone else's opinion. Like they have no role in your life. Even if they were paying your bills, because I was going to say they ain't paying your bills, but even if they were paying your bills, even if they were, it doesn't matter because it's your body. And let me tell you, there's somebody out there that likes it because there's something for everybody. We all like it. Somebody has a thing for you. I promise there's someone out there that finds you attractive. And if you don't find yourself attractive, then why, first off, are we being realistic? 
Do you want to do something about it? Do you not want to do something about it? What are you working for? And, you know, one of the things that has made it really, really hard for people and body image is social media and dating apps. My goodness. People just swipe, swipe, swipe away because of this first glance, this first impression of someone. Those things have actually made eating disorders an equal opportunity offender because women are focused more on their stomach, their weight, body hair even, and then men are focused on their weight as well, but build, you know, and they're thinning hair. They want more hair. You know, how are my genitals? Do I stack up? What Do they photograph well? The answer is no. Gentlemen, no. They don't. It's not a good look. It's become so competitive when it's really not because people on dating apps don't all want you. I promise. Men or women, you can swipe all day and think that they're not good enough for you. But they also don't want you either. Like someone does and you could match up with someone, but it may not be what you think. And there was a the quote, because when we were talking about this podcast, talking about the Body Image podcast, Jay gave the quote from Fibian, your Pulp Fiction quote. This says, it's unfortunate what we find pleasing to the touch and pleasing to the eye is seldom the same. You know, it's so true because you may be attracted to someone. They may, you know, you may want this or you're like, well, they're they're not the body I usually date or they they don't look exactly. Who cares? Who cares? Because everyone's body is going to change. Newsflash. Your body now is not the same as it's going to be in three years. It's not the same it's going to be in five years. It's not the same it's going to be in 10 years. And the older you get, the more unkind gravity is. So... Let's not date people just because they're physically attractive. And if you think you're too physically attractive to date people, then you need to work on yourself because you ugly on the inside. You need to look inside yourself because I watch TikTok all the time. It's my one of my guilty pleasures. Time sucks that I enjoy in the evening to wind down. I watch a lot of these, somehow I'm on the side of TikTok, where I get the women coming out of the gym and some man has made some comment about their body or some man has told them they shouldn't wear that because they're too big to be wearing something like that. Or look at me, you could never get someone like me. And it's like, bro, why would she want, like, if you make that comment out loud, nobody wants you. Nobody. Like, be comfortable, be humble If you work hard to have a great body and you're healthy, props to you. If you're working hard to be healthy and have a great body, you're probably not going to make the statement, I'm too hot for her or I'm too hot for him. Like it goes both ways. So what are you doing it for? Is it for attention? Is it because you're so insecure? Is it because of all of these other things? Well, that's a whole different issue. You know, I've known individuals who have had weight loss surgery, which is great. If you need that jump start, fine. But then it goes the other way because it really was an eating disorder, which is why they were overweight. So now that they've gotten thin, they keep getting thinner and they restrict more food because they know they can stay this this thinness that is unhealthy. So we're talking more about a disorder than I'm ready to make a change and I want to have a surgery. Great. 
I mean, the surgeries work well for a lot of people. The lifestyle change is what keeps it off. The lifestyle change is what makes you feel better. And if you are a healthy person in a larger body, be a healthy person in a larger body. It's okay. I mean, I watch, again, on TikTok, I see these things. I see these things. Women who have these larger bodies or men who have these larger bodies who are doing gymnastics and dance and these movements that I'm like, holy crap, like I feel like I'm pretty good in shape, but I can't do that shit. That one hairy guy that's on the roller skates does the backflip. Yes. And then it's like this is the peak of male, you know. (laughs) You don't have to have rock hard abs, but be able to do a backflip on skates, bro. That's that's athleticism. Yeah. Yes, that is athleticism at its best. That man is in shape because that was hard. I can't even. Oh my gosh, I don't even think I could skate. Like I, I feel like that would hurt. Yes. Just being on skates, those are muscles that you don't normally use. But to be able to do a backflip and be okay with, like, it's just impressive. But if you just saw the dude. You'd be like, oh, that guy's just kind of a big old dude. Like, he's just sitting around drinking beer. But obviously he's not. I mean, he may be, but he's also doing something else. Moderation, people. Moderation. You know, and we want, and that's what you want. We want that moderation. You know, our athletes do have that higher rate of excessive exercise. They have that higher rate of uh, restricting themselves in food which lead to your organs eventually shutting down. For our girls out there, if you are a young female who is involved in sports and you are doing all the things to keep weight off and you're not being super healthy and you're not having your periods like you should and you're not doing things, stop. Get healthy. Talk to a nutritionist. Do all of these things because the damage that you do to your body could be long-lasting. Because I have dealt with clients who did that, who lived that life of the sports and just running their body to the ground and not being healthy so they could be thin, so they could fit the outfit, so they could do the things that now can't have children because they ruined their organs, essentially, because this restriction, because they weren't getting the vitamins and minerals they need, because they weren't staying healthy. One of the things that I want to mention, there was a study that was done. It actually was pretty shocking to me when I read that. I mean, I knew that this was a big deal. I've worked with a lot of of individuals with uh, eating disorders and body dysmorphia. I worked with, I mean, a lot of sororities. A lot of our sorority girls have eating disorders. A lot of the palm squads and cheerleading and dance, all of those things. Um, It's just innate in there. They're getting measured. They're getting scored. They're getting looked at. They're stripping down in front of coaches so they can look at their bodies and judge them and draw on them and tell them where they need to lose weight, which is just horrific to me. But in this study, they they talked to our younger kids and 42% of first to third graders, of females, wanted to be thinner. First to third grade, they don't need to be thinking about that. 81% of 10-year-olds are afraid of being fat. 81%. 49% of 9 to 11-year-olds are often on diets. 9 to 11. Why are you on a diet? God, oh, that just, it hurts my heart. And then 35 to 57% of adolescent girls engage in dieting fads, vomiting, pills or laxatives. And 91% of women on college campuses admitted to controlling their weight through dieting. And 
Uh, Jay, you said the other day, I think it was on the show or on your podcast, on the, uh, one of the other podcasts or something, um, you were talking about diet, the diet word, and yes. that diet is what you eat. Yeah. Everything you eat is your diet. Everything you eat is your diet. Yeah. No, I agree. When you said that, I was like, yes, that, that part, because it does need to be, that it's a word that doesn't need to be used. Like, let's teach healthy eating skills. Let's teach nutrition, not diet, not fads. We're not taking away everything. No carbs, no sugar. Your body needs carbs and sugar. You need those things. And you need more than what you get naturally if you're on some weird diet where you're eating almost all proteins, which also is not good for your body. It increases your rates. Like, so you need everything in moderation. And If you are someone who's wanting to change their eating habits, because we're not dieting, we're changing our eating habits, moderation. It goes back to that moderation. What do you like? Okay, if you like Star Crunch, just have one a day instead of a box. You know, I love cookies. I love cookies. Like they make me so happy. All kinds of cookies, but mainly chocolate chip cookies. Um, And I keep chocolate chip cookies in my house. And I allow myself to have one or two on a rough day, but no more. And usually when you get into that habit, a lot of times you don't even want them. It's like when you quit sodas or you cut out these things, you know, you have these empty calorie fillers. And for some women, it's harder to lose weight, uh, depending on your age, especially because of hormones and some other things that play a role. But that's why you talk to your doctor, you can get some good information from your doctor. We do labs. We make sure we're healthy to lose weight because you could be doing everything in the world and not losing weight because you have a thyroid issue, men and women, because your hormones are off, men and women. Like your your whole body needs to be looked at, not just what I look at in a mirror. But, you know, it's all in moderation. And what do you need to be healthy? Just start cutting one or two things out. Like if you drink soda all day, just drink it until lunch. And then just have one with lunch or a couple before and nothing after. Or, okay, I'll have one with lunch and one with dinner, but I'm not, I'm going to drink water or flavored waters or something with less calories, less emptiness. And you would be amazed how much topical weight you can lose just by cutting those things out. But if you're happy with your body, be happy with your body. You want to be healthy and everyone should be happy with their body regardless of what size it is. And if you want to change something, change something. Have that plastic surgery. Do the weight loss. Do the things. Whatever you want to do with your body, as long as you're doing it because it's value added for you. Not because you feel like you need to. Not because you feel like it has to be done. No one's going to like me if I don't look like this. Or if I don't have big boobs, nobody's going to like me. Or if I'm still just overweight a little bit, no one's going to like. No, someone's, if you don't like you, no one's going to like you. You have to like you. It's that self-love piece. And, you know, be mindful of the language you use around people. Be mindful of what you say to your young folk. You know, it's funny to joke about their weight or, you know, poke fun about here or there. It's funny to you. And they may laugh about it because they don't really understand, but they're internalizing that. And the things you say, the words you use can be so hurtful especially when you're dealing with someone who has an eating disorder or disordered eating even, not even full-blown eating disorder. They just have some disordered eating or they're having some body dysmorphia things. 
it's really important to be mindful of what that looks like to them. You know, if you notice someone losing a lot of weight or you notice that they're not being healthy or they're not eating, maybe you're going out and they're not eating very much or they eat and then they go straight to the bathroom and you know that they don't have any IBS issues. So they may be in there purging and they're doing certain behaviors or they're talking more about, no, I can't eat that. No, I shouldn't have that. No, have that discussion of why. Why Why are you feeling that way? What's going on? You're beautiful in your skin. You are good the way you are. If you want to be better and healthier and have a better image, we can work on that. But if we're doing this because somebody called you fat in school, well, fuck them. They don't get, they don't get a say. Like, you, be happy with who you are. You know, I'm... Lizzo, I love Lizzo, and she is so body positive, and she is out there doing the damn thing everywhere, and she's got a lot of flack for it. People have judged her, and the trolls come out, you know, anytime you go to build a bridge, the first things there are the trolls, and they've come out and just are hateful about her body and her putting herself out there and wearing what she wears, and she don't care, because she's in great shape. She is in great shape. She's in a larger body. She's in great shape. I couldn't do a performance like that that she does on stage. My gosh, it's exhausting just watching. She loves who she is. You know, there was the, um, what's the actress that was in Pitch Perfect? Rebel Wilson. Her title, they called her Fat Amy, you know, because they call her Fat Amy all through the show. And then she's like, well, my name's actually Patricia because they just picked this name for her. When she lost all the weight, there was a, a time where people wouldn't think she'd be as funny. And she lost it properly. She lost it for her because she was having some medical things and she wanted to be healthier. It wasn't about her weight. She didn't care about her weight. She wanted to be healthier. And then she was judged for that because she she's the fat, funny girl. Where do people get off having opinions about everyone else's business? If you're happy and you love yourself, then love yourself. And that's the important thing because I I have dated men who are in a larger body. <laughs> I do even say it like that. But, I, you know, I didn't care because I was happy with him. I didn't care. It drove him nuts. He hated his body. He hates the way he looks. I don't, I mean, it, I never cared because that's not what it was about. Like, I was happy and you treated me well. Cool. We good. Like, I I don't care that you're a bigger dude. It's fine. So I think it's it's one of those things that if he would have been better with it, then I would, you know, it would have been, it would make me feel better because I don't like, always feel bad because he's like always, you know, kind of negative about himself in that sense. And I'm like, okay, well, I mean, but I don't care. Like, it doesn't matter to me. I don't care. But, you know, I think, I think that's the important part when it comes to helping love yourself too is of course you want your person to be healthy and if he would have wanted to lose weight and do things and work out sure I'm there I'm in for the right reasons why are you doing it like is it because I just want to be healthy you know I'm tired I'm tired a lot and you know I want to be able to get up and do things and I want to be able to walk and I want to be able to I want to ride a bike I haven't rode a bike in a long time I want to do the things it's those little things that you're like huh this may have gotten out of control but you did it for the right reasons. It wasn't because, you know, I, j- I want to be skinny again and I want to get back to this body that I'll never get to because, again, age. 
you know, it's the I'm uncomfortable. This isn't where I want to be. I want to be healthier. I want to. I know that in my family traits, in my genetics, there's heart disease or obesity or these other things that high cholesterol that can come from an unhealthy lifestyle. I want to get ahead of that. It's not about looking good. It's not about getting to a specific number because scale numbers are not accurate. It's not an accurate number. It's not a good representation. And if you are someone who's struggling with an eating disorder or body dysmorphia and you're going to doctor's office and you're being triggered by scales, these things are are throwing you off because maybe you are now trying to be better and you are putting on weight and you are terrified of the number on a scale because that is very real. And I've dealt with that with clients. Tell the doctor's office, turn around on the scale. Don't look at it. Tell them to not tell you. Um, you know, I've had clients that I've had to call their primary cares and be like, stop it. Let them turn around. Do not read the number out loud. You know, some scales talk. Uh, we have one scale at our office that will talk the number out. We have some people that have eating disorders and some body dysmorphia. We let them turn around and then we write it down real quick and they jump off before it says it. So you don't need to know that number because it's not important at that time. Like at the time that you're trying to be healthy, the number on the scale is not important because it's an unrealistic number. Because in your head, you want to be this little tiny double zero or something. And that number is 104 pounds, period. No one's healthy at 104 pounds. Well, very few people. Let me just say very few people are healthy at 104 pounds. And if you're an adult and you're 104 pounds, that's probably a bigger problem. But maybe you're just skinny. Maybe you're thin. But, you know, there's there's ways to protect yourself from that. If you are someone who has eating disorders or body dysmorphia and you're working to change it, throw your scale out the window, put it in the trash, get it out of your house. You you do, What do you need a scale for? You don't need a scale. You do not need a scale. I promise you are not going to put on so much weight that it's going to matter in a, the amount of time that you need that scale because you're stepping on it every day. I guarantee it. You're out there stepping on it every day and looking at that number. And then you're panicking because it's getting bigger and you're freaking out because it, it can't go over this though. I can't be more than this. Well, how do you know what your body's going to do? Because, you know, you can be one, 130 pounds and be built and have all the muscles or you can be 130 pounds and just be a normal looking person. Like it's a number on a scale and it's not an accurate representation of what you look like, what you feel like or how you see yourself. So get rid of the scales, get rid of anyone else's opinion. If you have family members who are making comments about your weight, set those, bo- set those boundaries and say, listen, you'd make a comment, I'm leaving. If you make a comment about the food I'm eating, I'm leaving. If you make, and, you, and you do that because you're doing this for you because it's no one else's job or opinion or responsibility about what your body looks like or what you're doing with it. Say, yeah. Granny, I'm full. You know, we can't be made to our grannies. We can set boundaries, though, because some grannies are hateful. I mean, listen, I've dealt with some grannies and some bitches. But, you know, if, if granny can, if granny's doing it out of the goodness of her heart, if granny's just a feeder, maybe that's her love language. Maybe she wants to cook and she wants you to eat. Sit down, baby girl. Let me cook. Let me come on, boy. Eat that food. I got I got your favorites. Like I've made all the things. And you're like, well, I'll eat this. Take it with you. Pack it up and say, ah, you know, I ate before. 
but because you know you're you're maybe you're monitoring how much your intakes is at each meal. I'm gonna take this for later. And Granny will pack it up for you. She got some Tupperware somewhere or a butter bowl or something she can throw it in. And you take it home with you. And that way we're not hurting people's feelings that truly are being genuine and caring. But we're taking care of ourselves. Mind your business, Granny. <laughs> Stay off my plate. No, let's not be mean to people who have good intentions. But it's okay to tell someone, listen, you know, I am losing a little weight or I am trying to put on some weight. It would really be nice for you to not mention it. Like you get to to give people a heads up because I don't think we get to be mad about people for not reading our minds. So if someone doesn't know what you're going through or they don't know what your intention are and they're close enough to you that it's going to matter. You know, if it's some random stranger, they can fuck off. But if it's your family members, if it's your friends, if it's your loved ones, you can say, listen, guys, I'm trying this. It may not work, but I really want to be healthier. What I need you guys to do is not talk about it. I, I don't if I bring it up, we can talk about it. But I don't I don't want anyone commenting. Oh, my goodness, you're looking so good because you've lost weight. Well, what did I look like before? You say I look like shit before. Like you probably looked good before, too. But, you know, they're making these comments because society says you should be thin. And society is dumb. We have learned that over the last few years. Society is dumb. Popular opinions are not super great. So be happy with you. Set those boundaries. Have those conversations. Listen, guys, I'm doing this. I prefer you guys not to comment unless I bring it up, unless I need support, unless I need help. And then I'll ask for it. But otherwise, eh, just keep it to yourself. Y'all can talk about it when I'm not here, because I know you will anyway. So talk about it when I'm not here. But when I'm around, I don't want to hear it. And there are a lot of, of things out there for individuals who are struggling. There's online support groups, the National Eating Disorder Organization. They have a great website, anad.org. They have a great site with a lot of information. They can connect you with information about eating disorders. They can connect you with support groups. They can connect you with all kinds of things. It's important to get the help you need, even if you don't want to reach out there and get help and just ask for it. There's ways around it where you can do it privately. It doesn't have to be a public thing. You don't have to announce it on your Facebook unless you want to. Maybe you need that accountability. Maybe you're saying, hey, listen, people, I'm on a journey. If you see me out with a honey bun, I need you to say something. And I give everybody permission to be like, you don't need a honey bun. You ain't eating a honey bun. Let me get you a salad. Let me grab you a banana. Instead, it's all in your consent and what you give people. If you want to wear what you want to wear and and you're still not super comfortable, but you want to wear what you want to wear, wear it. If people make comments, who cares? Because they're miserable. If someone is actually making a comment out loud where you can hear it to you about how you look or what you're wearing, they're a miserable person. Miserable. Who does that? Nobody does that. Like no one healthy and emotionally sound and in a happy, living a happy life makes comments about anybody out loud. They're just miserable people. So you just look at it that way. Oh, you're miserable. I'm sorry that you dislike me because I don't care. And it's the not caring where you'll find that self-love and you'll find the motivation to change if you want to change or the motivation to just be you. 
and be happy because we only have one life and it's short. We want to be the happiest and healthiest we can. And that starts with loving yourself. For my producer, Jay Lindley, I'm Leslie Ross. Thank you all for joining us. Please send any questions or comments through the website, heytherapist.com or email help at heytherapist.com. They may be featured on the show anonymously. Hey Therapist is an SEOK radio production and is for your entertainment purposes only. Thank you for joining us. Make good choices.